I'm Carol Giles with Hillingdon Ranch in Comfort, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. Hope you are finding a way to stay cool with these triple-digit temperatures that Mother Nature is sending us. And it isn't even officially summer yet. Well, it may be hot, but we continue to roll with another edition of Texas Ag Today for you. So jump on in with me. Buckle up. Let's take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, the 2023 Farm Bill debate is on, and one of our own headed to Washington last week to give Congress an update. Dr. Joe Outlaw is co-director of the Agriculture and Food Policy Center at Texas A&M, and he testified before a House Agriculture Subcommittee meeting last week to give his suggestions on ways we can improve the Farm Bill. We'll have that story coming up to kick off today's show. My name is Carrie Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the piney woods of East Texas to the rocky ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. It's called dystocia and it can create some tough situations for ranchers. I'm James Hunt, and coming up on Texas Ag Today, we'll talk about dealing with dystocia. A legislative Ag Day educates the staff members of state senators and representatives about production agriculture in Texas. I'm Tom Nicoletti, and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today. West Texas weather is camped out in Central Texas. It's very dry and very windy. This is Dr. Shane McClellan, and I'll have more from Waco. We'll have those stories, plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. Rising production costs with high crop prices are causing lawmakers to consider changes to established farm safety net programs. At a House Agriculture Subcommittee hearing in Washington last week, Texas A&M's Dr. Joe Outlaw told members of the committee that farmers' margins are being squeezed and current PLC and ARC safety net programs don't help much because prices are so high. His suggested solution is... The ability to ratchet up the reference price with uh, costs is, is my suggestion. Another suggestion he had for Congress deals with farmers having to choose between ARC and PLC, then be stuck with that decision for the entire year. They're good at farming. They don't want to make this decision, and, and it puts a lot of undue stress on them. Take the decision away from them and allow them, if there was a benefit to be had, allow them to have the higher of the two. Outlaw says that by next year, crop prices may start coming down a bit, but... But the input prices are going to stay up for a while, and that's going to leave people in a cost price squeeze. 
He says that cost price squeeze could be devastating, and current crop price safety net programs just don't help much because they're keyed to crop prices and revenue. So what about having a margin protection program for crops like we have for dairy? The benefit is it would take into consideration both the cost side and the revenue side, where we're largely have protected the revenue side in this country. The disadvantage would be the complexity involved in setting up that type of program for all crops and all regions. There's a whole lot of things that would matter for a certain set of crops that might not matter as much for another set of crops, so we'd have to be really careful to make sure that we did it balanced, but it would be worth looking at. Dr. Outlaw suggested that Congress start with a pilot program on one crop to see how that works out. Another billion-dollar month for beef exports. The U.S. Meat Export Federation says U.S. beef exports maintained a remarkable pace in April, surpassing $1 billion for the third time here in 2022. Beef exports totaled just over 124,400 metric tons in April. That's 3% higher than last year and the fifth largest total on record. Export values soared 33% higher than last year to $1.05 billion. That trails only the record $1.07 billion total from March. Pork exports, however, dropped. April pork exports totaled 212,800,000 metric tons, 21% less than the large volume reported last year. Pork export value dropped 20% from a year ago to just over $600 million. Dystocia is a technical term for calving difficulty. James Hunt tells us the new Texas Tech Vet School is holding an educational event to help teach ranchers how to deal with dystocia. Calving season is one of the most important and challenging times of the year for area ranchers, and one situation that can make things especially trying for producers is dystocia. Dystocia is the fancy word for difficult calving. That's Pippa Gibbons, Associate Professor of Food Animal Medicine and Surgery at the Texas Tech University School of Veterinary Medicine in Amarillo. We'll take a deeper look at ways to minimize dystocia concerns in upcoming reports, But if you're a beginning rancher or simply not very experienced in dealing with difficult calving, Dr. Gibbons is giving a presentation at an upcoming Texas A&M AgriLife event in Vega. We're going to be bringing our half-cow model. So this is a model that is a fiberglass model of the back end of a cow. We sit it on the table to be an appropriate cow height. It has a pelvis inside and a bag that we attach and we have... um, silicone calves that have joints inside and they're about of a calf weight. I think they weigh about 50 pounds. So instead of having to use a cadaver calf, so a stillborn calf, it's all very clean. Dr. Gibbons says her presentation will focus on two primary subjects. One being the proper use of chains. We use chains to place on the calf's legs, and it's really important they're placed correctly so we don't break the legs, so we don't put inappropriate force. And the second thing is to identify, is that calf coming backwards, forwards? So using that model, we can position the calf into various different positions that would be typical of an abnormal calving, and then the producers can actually put the chains on and deliver the calf. Contact the Extension Service to learn more about the June 22nd event in Vega, which will also feature presentations on herd management and the current market outlook for cattle. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Staff members of state representatives and senators got some hands-on agriculture education last week at a legislative ag day. Tom Nicoletti was there. The third annual legislative ag day 
was held at the Luling Foundation in the town of Luling in south-central Texas. Texas Farm Bureau, along with Caldwell, Hayes, and Travis County Farm Bureaus, plus the Texas Agriculture Council, hosted the event. Here is TFB President Russell Baining. Well, we're doing this for the staffers from uh, out of Austin that work in the legislative offices. It's just important that we get these folks out in the country looking at some production practices that we do with different commodities in this state so that when we go to Austin and talk our issues and, and visit with them about things that are important to agriculture, I really believe they have a better understanding of it. Yes, there are approximately 30 staffers here from Austin, from urban representative areas, rural areas, suburban areas both political parties, uh, so uh, it's a, a good cross-section of people to go back to Austin and, and talk to uh, uh, the lawmakers about agriculture. Well, exactly, and this is a very diverse state, as you just, just pointed out, uh, Tom. So, you know, we look forward to visiting with these folks because uh, a lot of our urban representatives, uh, they don't have the opportunity, their staffers don't have the opportunity to do this, yet at the same time, they get this opportunity, really have enjoyed the presentation so far, and they've asked some great questions. So you can tell that they're really engaged and interested. Good cross section of topics, beef cattle, uh, the beekeeping industry, ag valuations, and other issues that uh, are important to uh, farmers, ranchers, rural Texas. Exactly. Things that we deal with year-round as ag producers. And again, having these folks better understand those issues can only be a great benefit to uh, Texas agriculture. It does resonate. They, they don't forget. They understand it. And, and they really they do appreciate it. That's really the bottom line. That is Texas Farm Bureau President Russell Baining. I'm Tom Nicoletti with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Hot, windy weather is drying out Central Texas. Dr. Shane McClellan has an update from Waco. The moisture we received a week ago has all dried, and residual moisture should be there has been pulled away by the dry winds. Wind speed on most days has been anywhere from 12 to 20 miles per hour. Couple that with our below normal rainfall, everything is just really drying out in Central Texas. When you refer to the last 180 days, most of McLennan County is 12 inches under our normal precipitation. Stock tanks are a lot lower than we would like them for this time of year. Some producers are starting to haul water, and we're just now getting into the summer. Pastures that greened up from the last rain are starting to show some signs of heat stress. The hay fields that have had fertilizer applied and a little bit of moisture, they still look green, but they have slowed their growth. All those improved pastures aren't near growing as quick and fast as they were uh, after that rain. There is hay being cut in our area, but we should be on our second cutting, and we're only on the first. Corn and grain sorghum look better than they did before the last rain shower, but we do not have any deep soil moisture under those fields uh, like we typically would have this time of year. There is some concern as we are entering the drier time of the year without moisture reserves in the soil. Cotton still looks good, but it's going to need timely rains, just like our corn and grain sorghum will, for those crops to actually yield uh, how we want them to. Wheat harvest is underway and yields range from 25 to 45 bushels an acre, with most of them being in that lower range. Lack of moisture is a primary driver for this year's lower wood yielding wheat. Hessian fly infestations were very detrimental across our area and are showing in those wheat yields as well. Until next time, this has been Dr. Shane McLellan from Waco with Texas Ag Today. One of the most anticipated wildlife events of the year is coming up. I'm Jessica Dolmel, and I'll have details coming up on Texas Ag Today. And animal chiropractic is gaining popularity. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today.
When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Animal chiropractic is gaining popularity. But Dr. Bob Judd says it's important to know the legal aspects of a chiropractor treating your animals. An attorney, Treat Hightower, with the Texas Veterinary Medical Association, wrote an informative article about chiropractic in animals. Now today, I am not discussing the merits or efficacy of chiropractic, but am only discussing the legal aspects that you as an animal owner need to know. The unlicensed practice of veterinary medicine is all too common nationwide, and this can have a negative effect on animal health. If individuals lack the proper training, either because of lack of training or because their training was on humans and not animals, patients could be harmed. The Texas Veterinary Licensing Act recognizes chiropractic as a form of alternative therapy and mandates that it be performed by a veterinarian or under the supervision of a veterinarian. A non-veterinarian may perform chiropractic on an animal only after a veterinarian has examined the animal and determined that chiropractic will likely not be harmful. However, the veterinarian will be held responsible for the acts of the individual performing chiropractic on one of their patients. So a veterinarian has to sign a statement allowing a non-veterinary chiropractor to treat an animal. And some veterinarians are reluctant to do so as the vet is liable, and this is understandable. Licensed human chiropractors must still have veterinary approval to treat an animal, as they were not trained on animals. So even licensed human chiropractors treating animals without veterinary supervision are practicing veterinary medicine without a license and are also practicing illegally, according to the Texas Board of Chiropractic Examiners. I'm veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. One of the most anticipated wildlife events of the year is coming up soon. Jessica Domel tells what it is in today's Wildlife Report. In just a few weeks, wildlife enthusiasts from across the state will gather in San Antonio for the Texas Wildlife Association's annual convention. Justin Dribblebliss, Texas Wildlife Association's chief executive officer, joins us with more. It's an opportunity for all of our members to get together and fellowship. It's an opportunity for us to raise important funds for the organization and really an opportunity to provide educational opportunity as well. We'll have our private land summit on the front end on Thursday. We'll have a lot of our business meetings and things like that on Friday. We'll also be having our Texas Wildlife Association Foundation luncheon where Wyman Menzer, the state photographer of Texas, will be providing a presentation, which we're really excited about. He'll be our keynote for that event. On Saturday, we'll have our awards banquet during the day for lunch where we'll have our statewide Texas Big Game Awards banquet And then that evening, we'll have our grand auction banquet. It's always a fantastic time, really high quality hunting and other types of trips that are available really nowhere else and something that is just a a big hit for our crew. So it's a big family friendly party. We'll have education seminars on Saturday and then, of course, a private land summit on Thursday. 
And it's at the JW Marriott in San Antonio. So it's a great place to bring the whole family and take the kids to the water park and then really enjoy some high quality education programs and some really fun dinners and auctions. The Texas Wildlife Association's annual convention is July 14th through the 17th at the JW Marriott in San Antonio. You can register at wildlife2022.com. That is wildlife2022.com. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. There is a lot of nervousness in the markets this week, and that weighed heavily on the cattle market Monday. We'll take a look at all of Monday's livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Hi, this is Kerry Martin with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. You know, I've spent my entire life in agriculture, and I know how stressful farming and ranching can be. Things like the economy, finances, and the weather all increase our stress levels and can leave us feeling defeated. That's where the Texas Agri-Stress Helpline comes in. I want you to write this number down, 833-897-2474, 897-2474. Or if you can't write it down right now, just remember, you can go to farmlifehelp.com. That's farmlifehelp.com. The Texas Agri-Stress Helpline. Even the toughest people need help sometimes. Do me a favor, don't wait. Call today. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. This is a very nervous week for the markets, and it definitely started out that way on Monday. Lots of factors in all of the markets. It can be the big drop in the Dow we saw on Monday. We have an expected interest rate hike coming up this week, increasing COVID cases in China and here in the U.S., and the ongoing war in Ukraine. It's all weighing heavily on all of our markets, and that spilled into the cattle market on Monday. We dropped sharply lower, with June live cattle dropping 220 at 134 even, August live cattle down 232 at 133.87, the October down 205, 139.92. Same story in the feeder cattle market. August feeders down 315, 171.32, September feeders down 245 at 173.60, October feeder cattle down 222 at 175.32. Cash-fed cattle market all quiet on Monday. We wrapped up last week selling cattle as high as 137. That's two bucks higher compared to the previous week. Boxed beef prices lower on Monday. Choice down 13 cents at 271.19. Select down 89 at 248 even. Now let's check the auction barns. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. When you hear cattle in the alleyway, it's time to talk to Josh Tilke. He and his wife, Corey, own and operate Carn City Auction, that little auction up on the hill. Josh, how was your last sale? It was a little bit longer sale, Larry. Uh, the heat is just bearing down on us over here in South Texas. But last Saturday, we sold 560 cattle and 300 goats to come. Let's walk the pins. 
Good steers, two to three weight, 170 to 210, three to fours, 160 to 185, four to five weight men, 165 to 190, five to sixes, 158 to 172, six to sevens, 145 to 160. Heifer mates, two to three, 145 to 160, three to fours, 142 to 190, four to five weight heifers, 145 to 175, five to sixes, 140 to 155, six to sevens, 128 to 146. Older bull yearlings, dollar twenty to one. 35 heifer yearlings dollar five to 115 red cows 950 to 1200 packer cows number one yield 72 to 85 number two yield 62 to 68 and the bulls 99 to a dollar bill eight little over 300 of those that market is very consistent as well uh emphasis on the stocker nannies 190 to 320 billy's 315 on up to 500 on our highest yield in billy and uh, we expect to have another good run of sheep and goats again this saturday well tell everybody how to get a hold of you for this week's sale if you can use any of our services, 830-780-3382. On the cell phone, 830-623-2855. We sure expect another real good run of six, 700 good cattle. And the motto down there? Long live cowboys, Larry. Thank you, Josh, and long live walking the pins on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. I'm Larry Marble. Neighbor, good day to you. Thanks, Larry. Back over to the futures market now where lean hogs finished higher on Monday. June hogs up 20 cents, 108 even. July hogs up $1.20 at $106.67. Class 3 milk was lower. June milk down $0.04, cents, $24.30, 100 weight. July milk down 14 at $24.48. The cotton market closed mixed, feeling the pressure from the big drop in the Dow on Monday. However, the hot, dry weather here in Texas continues to keep support underneath the market. July cotton up 60 points, closing at $145.66. October down 43, 129.63. December cotton up 45 points at 122.81. The corn market was mixed with the nearby contracts lower. July corn down 4, 769 and a quarter. September corn down 2 at 730 and three quarters, while December corn was up a penny. 721 and a half. Same thing in the wheat market, just not a whole lot of direction. We close mixed with hard wheat slightly lower. July Kansas City wheat down three quarters, 1161 and three quarters, while July Chicago wheat was up a quarter penny, 1071 a bushel. In the energy markets, July natural gas was down 18 cents at 866. July crude oil down 42 at 120.25 a barrel. The financial markets sharply lowered Monday afternoon. The Dow down 852 points, 30,540. The NASDAQ down 512 at 10,829. The S&P dropped 143 points, 3,756. That wraps up our look at the markets, and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. My name's Kerry Martin. Hope to see you back here next time as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state on the planet, Texas agriculture. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.